0: Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, when you go and use code DNVR, you can go ahead and make a deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code DNVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook. College football season is here, and they're going to hook you up win or lose again with promo code DNVR and only on DraftKings Sportsbook. I am Patrick Lyons.
1: I am Susie Hunter. And Patrick, I have to commend you. Last week, earlier this week, you did a TikTok predicting that the Rockies would take just one of these games against the Mets. And I'm I'm glad you were right, because during this pitcher's duel today, I was getting a little nervous.
0: Can you believe that I went out on a limb and said, you know what? The Rockies will beat Max Scherzer on Sunday. Look, this was the one I did not think they were definitely going to get. Uh, it was probably going to be Saturday against... David Peterson, but nevertheless, yeah, they they got their got their one. We'll see what they do on that hunt for sixty nine. They win one nothing, a three hitter against a potent New York Mets offense, and really, it it all starts with Edman Marquez, our DraftKings Sportsbook King of the Game. Susie, was this the best you've seen him all year long?
1: This he was cooking today, and especially after his last start, where I mean, I've said before. He had some very sad eyes after last start. He was so frustrated too. So to see him come out and give us seven innings, just one hit, just two walks, and five strikeouts, and you know, really outlast Scherzer in that pitcher's duel—absolutely incredible.
0: He did, yeah. He did so well. The no-hit watch was definitely in effect, <laughs> starting from first pitch. But we really thought it was probably going to be more likely to be Scherzer, but. Charlie Blackman erased that early there in the top of the first, it wouldn't be until the fifth inning that Marquez would finally give up his first hit. That being to, uh, who was that? Jeff McNeil ended up. It was Jeff McNeil. It was Jeff. If it's going to be anyone,
1: it's going to be Jeff McNeil.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. As, as you said, that last start he had, you know, he had been picking up steam. You know, I've been talking with some, uh, some Mets people. We, uh, we both have friends and family and, and all the different fan bases, but, The common the common comment I I heard from so many of them was just basically Marquez has like a five plus ERA and it's like, well, you know, he hasn't been that bad. You look back, I think, in the month of August, he had a three point six nine ERA over five starts. So he had been trending towards the positive, a lot of quality starts. And that last one was really bad. And he Mm -hmm. said, you know, he was freaking frustrated.
1: Freaking well, frustrated is what he said. And he
0: was not on Sunday. Definitely uh, had his A game going. Uh, it's uh, a game score of 78, which is something I really don't talk about a lot, but uh, I, I've been diving into it lately. Uh, basically, it's something Bill James uh, created, saying, all right, you get points for, for doing this, and if you last this long, and you will lose points if you walk a guy. So you can overall kind of figure out how good that was. Uh, it was a, a game score of 78. So it was actually tied for his 11th best start. Uh, all time, if you use that. Now, the the question, so this game, again, Rockies had lost four straight. Going into this game, uh, they had lost three straight against the Mets. Uh, we, we've got plenty to talk about with their old-timers day. Will the Rockies ever get an old-timers day? How did the Rockies feel when they got to see some players that, frankly, were probably their heroes when they were young kids? Uh, but the Rockies, with the win, go to 55-74. and 19-42 on the road not great but it's one nothing after seven Marquez had already thrown 102 pitches I believe was the number career high is 114 the most we had seen him throw was 105 this year Susie were you thinking how much were you thinking about maybe sending him back out for the eighth knowing some of the difficulty the bullpen has been having as of late?
1: You know what? I was not surprised at all that he was not participating in the eighth inning. Um, it would have been cool to see, but at the same time, you know, it all worked out just fine. I'm happy with that. Also, it's, um, I I heard this, I heard this, but this is I think only the second time the Mets um, or the Rockies and Mets have had a one-nothing game where the Rockies are the winner of that game. Yeah. There you go. I could have worded that a little better, but I it just came out. <laughs>
0: That's that's it. Look, when it's verbal, you can have all the the with as of and all of that in there. It's it's when it's Twitter and text that it really gets clunky verbally. That sounded fine to me. Uh, I, it's I got only the second
1: time the Rockies have beat the Mets one nothing.
0: <laughs> there you go. I, I, when you put it like that, yeah, that was a really simple thing to say. But uh,
1: that, that you, was There a, was such a there was a much simpler way to put it, and I decided to do a bad job at talking, even though it's literally what I do for a living. Uh, but we're going to work past it. We're going to work past it, and we're going to be stronger because of it.
0: This was the 43rd time in Rockies franchise history. They've played many, many games where they've had a three-hit shutout. So uh, that was really nice to see. It was their third time this season. Uh, winning a game uh, that they, they beat Minnesota in Minnesota in June. If you remember one, nothing uh, on a three hitter. Uh, a couple of days later, they beat the Dodgers for nothing at home. That was the uh, famous. I almost said infamous. No, just famous Chad. Cool. Start uh, mm-hmm. where he did it all by himself. So yeah, tip of the cap two to the bullpen there, because I was a little bit leery, uh, had been hearing Lamette was warming up but it was ended up being a Steves who mm-hmm. did a nice job in the eighth, gave up a single to Brett Beatty, uh, with one out wild pitch, moved him up to second. You had Starling Marte, a big free agent acquisition by the Mets at the plate. Steves got him to strike out. And then Wyoming's own Brandon Nimmo. He found the strike zone. He found the strikeout to get them into the ninth, still holding on to that one, nothing lead.
1: Yeah. Noted. Rockies childhood Rockies fan Brendan
0: Nemo <laughs> that's it and then Bard faced the heart of the order there it's interesting so on that first game Thursday which uh, you talked about uh, a little bit on Friday show Rain- Wayne Radazo Lindsay Friesman a uh, fantastic Anyone uh, interested? Uh, that that was a little that was a little bit of evergreen topic, which was fantastic. Like you could think you could go back and listen to that. Yeah. Uh, I think months down the line because months
1: uh, down the line, it just has it's... to do with a
0: lot of mental skills stuff. You know, again, just what are the Mets doing this season? So uh, I think that one's going to gain a lot of traction. But you broke down that Thursday game just a little bit, and in that one, Edwin Diaz came in for the eighth inning, not the ninth. He didn't get the save. It was Adam Ottavino, and that was because, frankly, the Rockies had the heart of their order up in the eighth. Those are the bigger outs. That's why classically speaking, you know, a closer, you might not want him in there in the ninth. It's just the (laughs) final three outs. It's against the seventh, eighth, and ninth hitter. Uh, But in this case, yeah, but in this case, Bard was up right there against the heart. He got, got Lindor out right away. Uh, gave up a single to Alonzo who was not quiet in the series. We'll talk about what he did, uh, earlier in the weekend and, uh, got Eduardo Escobar to strike out and a ground out by Jeff, McNeil Rockies get get a one nothing it makes you feel good especially with the off day on Monday you say all right you can you can feel on top of the world that you uh that you got a game the last memory that you have was of a fantastic performance by Mr. Marquis that was that was great
1: yes I was so happy to see it for him for them they can just you know have that winning vibe and just sit in it for the whole off day
0: do you think and And again, I know you'll be tracking this. Yeah. Do they stay another night in New York or do they go to Atlanta? And if you were if you were the general manager of this team, or if you mm-hmm. were the uh, uh, the traveling secretary, as it were, for the team, would you want them to just stay overnight in New York and then just travel, you know, fly to to Atlanta Monday night, or would you rather just get to Atlanta and have the off day be down there in Georgia?
1: I think I personally, if I were running the show, which maybe I should be, I would just have them head down there. Just Same. get down there, relax, chill out, have a whole day to relax down in Atlanta. Um, Cause yeah, also you never know what's going to happen with like weather or like flights or getting stuck on a tarmac for seven hours. So you might as well just get the travel over with as soon as possible.
0: Yeah. They still might not get in until Monday night because of, the, of what those airports are like up there in LaGuardia. I mean, it could be well. So you're right here. You just want to go there. Hey, you might get Dave, less trouble in Atlanta.
1: They flew into Newark, getting to oh, that's right. yeah. So they they might be flying out of Newark too. We'll see how how that goes.
0: Yeah, they represent New Jersey on that, so I uh, I definitely do appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, their do,
1: Jersey appreciation trip where they fly into Newark and then immediately go to New York
0: City. They leave it as quickly as possible for sure. <laughs> now, all right. So how does the how do the Rockies get a run? So we talked about how good. The pitching was uh, with with Marquez just was fantastic. He didn't allow – well, he did allow one runner to reach second base, and it was on a balk, so it had nothing to do with what the Mets did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Rockies got their lead in the seventh. Crone single, Jose Iglesias, who was kind of front and center uh, for a lot this weekend, and he'll be front and center uh, later on in this episode when we look at some of the, uh, the images that came out from Old Timers Day. But he puts yeah. runners on first and second. Gritchick loads the bases with a single. Hilliard strikes out, but Brian servin he's a, he may be a rookie, but it was a real veteran move to get the sack fly. And that was it. That was I mean, he got the game-winning RBI there. Nice job mm-hmm. by the rookie. Big at bat there. Important at bat. Yes.
1: Huge at bat. Also, it's just it's so relieving to see bases loaded and the Rockies can do something with it because that is not always the case, so I never take it for granted.
0: Yes. Yeah, very true. I mean, that that's that was some of the story of this week like leaving guys stranded. You know, that, that can be uh difficult and challenging uh, to say the least uh, also on offense. So Gritchik had a double, he got picked off in the ninth, which I'm, I, I don't know. I, I wasn't as active on Twitter at that point in the game, but I imagine a couple people ripped their hair out, you know, in a one, nothing game against the Mets, Bards coming in, in the ninth on the road, you go an insurance run here would be very nice getting picked off of second base. Not very nice. So that was frustrating. And then Hilliard singles right after him. So you go, well, he probably would have scored from second base. There's your insurance run. And even if he doesn't and runners are on first and third, what ended up happening uh, later on in that inning, wild pitch by Michael Givens, that would have scored the run. So undeniably, that was a run that was taken off the the board, unfortunately, with the base running there. But again, Mm -hmm. all's well that ends well.
1: Yes exactly we can point out the things that could have been better but i'm just so happy the rockies figured out a way to win this
0: and i also know you're happy too because you you were feeling the good vibes yesterday at the dnvr broncos tailgate i was oh my gosh
1: i had the best time the food truck was amazing uh the sliders absolutely incredible love them had the chicken meatball one it was so good i could have eaten like 30 of them i know um yeah had some good breck brew uh played some pong won two games uh feeling like a champion right now so i actually table as
0: a winner at the at the broncos tailgate oh i
1: did oh i
0: did okay Mm -hmm. i appreciate you representing the rockies beat well there uh, it might be a football event, but it's a DNVR event, so of course the entire yeah. community was out for that. If you're a member of the DNVR, if you're not, don't worry. It's only 50 cents for your first month, but you get a price break on uh, on those tailgates when you head over to dnvrlocker.com. And if you're ready to go all in with an annual membership, you do get a free shirt from dnvrlocker.com. You get all of our great written content online. You're getting some stuff, uh, a lot of stuff behind the paywall, and uh, we're going to hook you up mighty nice. You also get access to that members-only Discord where, of course, we're bouncing back and forth with other diehards in the community. Make some new friends. It's fantastic. It's the DNVR.com. How can it not be fantastic? Uh, The wait is almost over. Speaking about the tailgates, football, I mean, the new season is set to begin. Get ready for week one action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To celebrate the return of football, DraftKings is giving new customers a can't-miss Offer, bet just $5 on any football game and get $200 in free bets instantly. Want more action for opening night? Everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotion. Here's how it works. You get up to seven, you win, bet on any NFL team of your choice, and if your team leads by seven points at any point during the game, You get paid instantly, even if your team loses. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code DNVR, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Bonus issued as free bet. One early win token issued at opt-in. Moneyline bets only. Deposit and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility and terms at DraftKings.com slash football terms. Gambling problem. Call one 800 4700 because the Rockies are off on Monday. Of course, I had to look for my DraftKings sports book, pick of the week, to the NFL. And I love this concept, partially because I didn't have to think too much about it. They had it right there. They had a bet that was all about Nolan Arenado in the Sunday oh. night baseball game. I didn't, I didn't go to that one. I loved this concept, and I also agreed with all the picks, it's Week 1 Revenge Games. It's right there on the front page of the app. Ooh. Plus 289. You get Broncos to win over Seattle. We know we know they're going to ride. We know Russ Wilson yes. is going to do it in Seattle. You get Chargers over Raiders, and you get Panthers in their new QB, Baker Mayfield over his former team, the Cleveland Browns. So all wow. those three legs come out, which – that's how. That's where I was going to begin with, with one click plus two eighty nine with my DraftKings sportsbook pick of the week. That's fun.
1: That's a really good pick. I love. I love the the revenge games are. That's a big yeah. thing for week one.
0: We didn't have a revenge game on Saturday. Exactly. We we had a Colorado game. We had a Colorado. It was a friendship reunion. game. <laughs> oh, there you go. It was game. the opposite. It was kind of it a was friendship. Literally game. Literally the
1: opposite.
0: It was yeah, I was, yeah. It was we're really. We're gonna
1: talk over each other the whole dang show. Well, Patrick, yeah, because go then,
0: ahead. no, no, no. We should continue talking, and then people can parse it out, and then they get two podcasts for the price of one. You're not talking. This isn't gonna work if we don't talk over each other. All right, all right. I guess we'll just do it like a normal pod. All right.
1: Okay. <laughs> Patrick, you, your turn. You're up. What were you saying?
0: No. I, so Peterson, I wasn't sure was going to start. He was like the probable guy. And you're like, ah, this story is just too good to be true. It's probably not going to work out. But it did. You know, you had, you had Peterson, Regis Jesuit graduate, Thomas Jefferson grad, and uh, Kyle Freeland going against one another. You like the Rockies odds there. That, that was the one that I thought the Rockies would get against the Mets. Didn't work out that way. But even still, and what ended up being the second best start of Peterson's career you know he did really well. Rockies took the L on that one. Uh 3-0 loss, but you know, at least at least Colorado won in a sense in the general scheme of things maybe.
1: Someone from Colorado <laughs> won that game. Is that what you're trying to say?
0: Okay. Yeah, let's do that one.
1: <laughs> uh the interesting thing, I guess he he really should have been a Rocky though, right Patrick?
0: Yes. That that's true. So there's, I heard, I've heard a lot of different reports on on different things about how close they were, and I think some people have conflated those reports. But the bottom line is, in 2017, when he was out there uh, in the draft out of the University of Oregon, obviously Colorado, you know, had their sights on him you know, since when he was pitching in high school. Only problem was, and the Rockies could have had him 11th overall. Only problem was, and and this is going to be a little irksome to some folks. The Rockies when they signed Ian Desmond, he had gotten a qualifying offer by the Texas Rangers at that point. So when they they signed him, they had to forfeit a pick. And at that time, if you had a pick that was between the 1st and 10th pick overall, you didn't have to give up those picks because obviously you're a really bad team, you give up your second round pick. Well, the Rockies were sitting with the 11th pick. So they lost the 11th overall pick in 2017 because they signed Ian Desmond. They weren't able to get David Peterson. Their first pick wasn't until the 40s in the second round there where they got Ryan Valade. It's something that's kind of set back their farm system a little bit, gets lost in the shuffle. But David Peterson would have been really cool if uh, we had yet another one of those Colorado kids in the rotation, in the bullpen, suited up for the Rockies. What could have been maybe someday, maybe someday.
1: That whole story just really hurts my soul. So many things just went so (laughs) wrong in that one transaction.
0: It really, yeah, no, it 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 really, really was uh, yeah. not not great to say the least. Some the uh, Ryan...
1: worst work yet. That yeah.
0: <laughs> it was cool to see Ryan McMahon stay uh, hot. We'll talk about how he was really hot on Thursday. Susie already did that, but hey, uh, you can't pass up uh, uh a reference to homering off. Jacob DeGrom, which I just did there. I'm still going to mention it again later because it was fantastic.
1: I'm, I'm for it. I'm for yeah. it. We can, oh, totally. we can talk about Ryan McMahon as much as we want. This That's is a it. safe space, a safe space.
0: Well, so he singled off Peterson and you go, eh, what's the big deal? Hey, Peterson, a lefty himself, just like Kyle Freeland uh, has been really good against uh, hitters on the same side. Uh, they were hitting only 188 going into that game, six best in all of MLB. So that was nice to see. Crone had two hits uh, on Saturday night. It was their sixth time getting shut out this season, with five hits or less. So, overall, you know, on a Saturday night where you want a little bit of action going on there in your game and your life, it, it didn't happen for the Rockies there. But but it did on Friday on a high note, right? Friday, a lot of action, a lot of back and forth. After the loss on Thursday, which we all expected against Gram it seemed like on Friday night, ah, uh, it's headed down the same exact road. But that was a good contest. There was a lot of back and forth in Friday's mm-hmm. game.
1: That was definitely, it was definitely a very eventful game and very close right down to just the very last inning.
0: Yeah, they were down 3-0 early. They tied it 3-3 uh, in, in the top of the sixth. So it was late. They did give back the lead in the bottom of the sixth. Uh, but then in the top of the eighth, Elias Diaz did it in, uh, in a really big way. He, he came up clutch. He's been hitting for power since he's, since he came off the I.L.,
1: Yes, he is. His his wrist and his hand are just more powerful than ever. So yeah, got the got the lead back. But then, of course, the bad Ryan McMahon news. He errored in the bottom of the eighth. So the the tie returned.
0: Yeah, I didn't Alonso, get a good look at
1: that. Did the ball go through his glove again?
0: <laughs> I no. Unfortunately, it was not an unforced error, as it were. Uh, just a straight up error there, and a, and a real bad. That's a spot. regular one, okay. Yeah, just a regular unfortunate one, just like the unfortunate ending. Uh, Pilanzo, polar bear against Daniel Bard, walk off single wins it in the ninth uh, to give the Rockies that seven to six loss. Bard gave up a hit to Nimo again, a kid from Wyoming. He's he's very plucky. Uh, Bard then hit. Um, Starling Marte, there were a lot of hit by pitches actually this weekend. The Mets took a lot, but that's actually been the story of their season. If you remember early on in the year, mm-hmm. they were getting hit a lot. And I think in the last couple of years, they've been leading the league uh, in HBPs or as you might want to call it, H's BP. Yeah. You, it's you can probably H's go with that.
1: H's Yeah. Cause <laughs> there it's multiple hits, but it's also multiple pitches. So we need to pluralize all H's of them. H's BPs.
0: All. There we go. Yes. All right. So There we go. Maybe it needs to be H's, B's, P's, you know, just to make sure we have all of the bases covered. But they stand on top of the plate. They stand on top of the plate. And so that can certainly work to your advantage. That was the case. Yeah. Runners on first and second. And then that set up uh, Alonzo's 25th game winning RBI this season alone. New franchise record. Sorry, Keith Hernandez. For the
1: record, I'm not sorry. Because I'm in a feud with Keith Hernandez, as we know.
0: That's, that's true. Yeah. We, we were very well aware. So you're, you're in a way you're kind of happy. Unfortunately came against the Rockies. Glad there's somebody else atop the list. Game winning RBI actually used to be a stat. I forget what year it became like an, I don't know if it was like 78 or 88, but it was a weird stack. So you could have, so basically Brian Servin had the game winning RBI. But when you think about that, you're thinking almost like of a, as a walk-off, but what if servant had a sack fly in the first inning? You go like, well, that was so early. You don't think of that as winning a game if it happened in the first inning. So that's a stat that's kind of gone by the wayside. It was yeah. exciting at the time, but it's still relevant when you're you're looking <laughs> uh, on a year-to-year basis there. So
1: It was um, exciting at the time. Biggest thing since sliced bread.
0: That's it. Some stats. Man, we are excited. What's a stat right now, Susie, that just excites you? Just exit velocity off of a bat? barrels come on what's oh you know what i mean i
1: i do love the mlb barrel alert twitter account that is definitely a fave of mine maybe i do like exit velo maybe that is my favorite
0: stats can be exciting this is the new segment the more you know we need a graphic let's get on it
1: very virgo season of you to be so stat heavy
0: thank you i I appreciate that (laughs) and i
1: know you know what that means of course i do
0: oh naturally naturally Uh, speaking of stats 50 percent of Degrom's outs on thursday night came via a strikeout props to iglesias for breaking up that perfect game in the in the fifth he added a second hit later um what did you make of and then again you talked about it, but what did you make of the this weird stat and i tried to like verify how many other players have done this and how mm-hmm. common it might be but ryan mcmahon has now homered in every spot in the lineup one through nine
1: Oh, that's fun. It
0: is, right? Yeah. It's oh, a I curious. love
1: this for him. So versatile.
0: Yeah, I I don't know if that it was spreadsheet worthy cuz again, also not everything can go into a spreadsheet nice and neatly. The interesting thing is is that the four home runs he's hit in the ninth spot in the order didn't come as a starter. Like it, he he was the pinch hitter, so he gets credit. Like he didn't start in the ninth. Mm-hmm. But he ended up hitting in that spot. So when you put it in those in that context, it, it's a little bit looser. So if that makes sense, right? Because yeah. he's not hitting ninth. Like, oh, he's kind of the worst player on the team. It's just that he ended up going into that spot. So mm-hmm. I don't know. That can be a little bit uh, that can be a little bit funny there if you do think about it. So, uh, but I think that was kind of neat. Hopefully, we'll get maybe we can get some more information on uh, on homering in every spot in a lineup. That's kind of neat.
1: Who are you asking about this? Like who are you following up about this topic with? You talking to Kevin Collins? You calling?
0: Oh, I can't I can't reveal my uh, statistical sources. Oh
1: my gosh. Okay, I, your I, secret. I didn't know it was a secret. Okay, Patrick.
0: I got I got people uh, that are uh, behind the scenes at uh, Elias Sports Bureau. Oops. Oh. There I go. I, I okay, okay. My, my major source is right. there. I've got moles all over the place, all right? Sports Info Solutions.
1: disgusting.
0: Elias, moles?
1: You said I have moles all over. You have to work on your wording, Patrick. I'm (laughs) not going to say anymore, but you got to work on
0: it. But that wasn't the (laughs) mole. We weren't talking about dermatology. (laughs) But you know what we were talking about? We were talking about how great you can have yourself dressed up what kind of swag you can have for all of those DNVR tailgates. And you can get some of that gear over at Foco.com. Dog days of summer are almost over. So, yes, Russ is going to be cooking at mile high. Jokic is going for the three-peat MVP. And, yes, some more championship defense from Kale McCarr at Ball Arena. And, oh, yeah, the Rockies still show up to Coors Field once in a while. That was an original part of the ad read, but I feel like it should be because, hey, let's give us some love. As well there. Look, whether it's live or in person, we're from the best seat in your house. FOCO has you covered with the best fan gear, gifts, collectibles. We know they've got some amazing bobbleheads. Those Stanley Cup ones are great. They've got tote bags, tumblers, hoodies, and Henleys. It's got to be FOCO.com for all that and more. They've got your back here in Colorado sports, and now they want to deck you out from head to toe. With foco.com just click the link below in our youtube description or go to foco.com for all non-presale items you can use promo code dnvr to get yourself 10 percent off then head on over to coloradogolf.org and use code dnvr to get five dollars off your membership to the colorado golf association now that membership means a lot more at the CGA because members you're going to get an opportunity to play exclusive courses all around the state, such as Aspen Glen club, the club at Ravenna, the Pinery, so much more. You get access to exclusive members content uh, with offers and discounts from national and local companies like Imperial golf tech, PGA tour, Superstore. You can learn more about the Colorado golf association today by visiting coloradogolf.org and use code DNVR five to get $5 off. Your membership. It's never too late in the year. It really isn't to to pick up golf and to do that. And then in the winter months, you can go to uh, a spot like Top Golf, which is basically like a bowling alley but for golf.
1: I love Top Golf. I've never been. Patrick, I drive can... by
0: it every day too. Just about
1: which one? And do you I drive always by? think.
0: Well, I think there's only one in Colorado. So
1: no, I think there's more than one.
0: Maybe, could be. Uh, I've, seen it as though I've never been there, but I do drive by one. <laughs> and uh, look, like I said, it, it's a bowling alley for golf, like you can go, you can have drinks, it's fantastic. It's it's never too late to, to Is get this into an golf. Ad for Top Golf, no, well, <laughs> like, did, Rocky... we add,
1: did we add Top Golf as a sponsor? <laughs> I, I right
0: segued now? out of an ad read with an unintentional ad read. Okay, it's <laughs> It's early in the week for me, okay? That's what happens when you have a couple down days. You
1: actually did get the pleasure of having a couple days off, which I'm so happy for. But now you you don't get any more days off because you're you're a mess right now, Patrick. Get it together.
0: That's true. Yeah. when I drive by Top Golf and my um my Subaru Outback, which just gets great gas mileage. And right now at the cost of get ga- oh wait, sorry. I keep doing this. I'm ad read into an ad read. That's not even a, a real ad read.
1: Your life is an ad read, and um, <sighs> it's fascinating.
0: Yeah, the, these ad reads are stealing some of my life away. Similar to how the pirates stole Robert <gasps> Stevenson. Very fitting. They're the pirates, right? <laughs> Can we call
1: it a stealing when we put them up on the the offering plate? Pretty
0: much. I mean, look, if you, you know? put a if you put a hot apple pie on your windowsill, you are asking for it to be taken. And yes, Robert Stevenson is quote-unquote, a hot apple pie on a windowsill. Wow, this is getting off the rails real quick. Let's bring it back in there, Patrick. All right, he steals another year of club control. Were you surprised by that one, especially because Julie Shassim was the one who seemed like he was struggling a lot more than Stevenson?
1: It definitely seemed that way. I definitely would have guessed Shassim before Stevenson, so I was pretty surprised to see Stevenson DFA'd. Very, even more surprised to see him stolen by someone. So
0: Yeah. Yeah. The only the only element to that I could have figured out. And again, there's there's look, we're in the clubhouse every day and, and we hear a lot of things behind the scenes, but even behind that scene is another scene that we you know that that we're not privy to. But I sort of look at it like this Stevenson did have another year of control, which ultimately meant they were going to have to pay him two million dollars or so. And if he's not really a part of their plans going forward, if they don't want to spend that two million dollars that he would have gotten maybe two and a half. I don't know what the number is going to be in arbitration his final year before free agency. You say, hey, you know, we can maybe get somebody to take him off our hands right now. We don't have to worry about that. Of course they could designate him for assignment and not have to pay him to begin with, but nevertheless, he moves on to somewhere else. Whereas Chassin, he is going to be a free agent at the end of this year. So he already wasn't in the plans for the future. So it, it was kind of puzzling. Uh, we know that the Rockies magic number for elimination on the, NOS going into Saturday was three. I think the Dodgers Dodgers lost on Saturday. So I think the magic number might be two. So that's any combination of Rockies losses or Dodgers wins goes to that. And so, that is, so they're not what that, we're trying to that say that is, they're, not out, of it. they're out of not out of it yet. Look, they only got to win is like 30 some straight games, and the Dodgers need to lose the rest of all their games. And we're gonna have another game 160 through. It's as easy as that. That's how easy the math is, right? Just like, you, just like if you can say, "Hey, they just got to play better, they just got to win thirty some games. Dodgers just got to lose thirty some games, and just like that, you're you're going to the postseason. You're winning your first division.
1: Is it that well, simple? You know what? It does not yeah. seem like it will be that simple this year. Um, they are twenty one games away from being eliminated from that third wild card spot. So, and that,
0: I don't know if the Padres won today. I think it might be 19 now.
1: Oh, okay.
0: But going into Saturday, you're right, it was 21. Mm-hmm. And then updating the Rolodex, Padres won on Saturday night, Rockies lost, so it's now 19. If the Padres win on Sunday, that goes down to 18. So that's that's kind of how that works, uh, the magic mm-hmm. number business. So that's the, the third wild card. So uh, that could come as early as – well, it would have come as early as September 7th with the win – on a Saturday or rather Sunday afternoon. Now maybe it'll be postponed. So September 8th, you know, might be, uh, might be the day they're officially eliminated still about four weeks before the regular season is over, which again is wild to think about because there's an extra wild card, which you would have thought would allow them a little bit extra grace time, grace period, but
1: not it- in this NL West, not in this economy.
0: No, no, not at all. But you know what? Uh, The Mets, they are not having any financial issues. They can afford to fly pretty much anyone who's ever suited up for the New York Mets to flushing and have an old timers' day. I didn't. I didn't see a lot of the vi- you know visual stuff because oh. I don't have S N Y uh, to watch that. <laughs> I just saw images. And again, the concept. I've talked about this before. The concept's great. It's something we would love for the Rockies to have an old timers' day. They don't even have to play a game. Yankees had their old timers' day this year. They didn't even play a game, which seems strange. But guess what? Who cares? Line up on the first and third base line. Yeah. We'll cheer for you we be the black vests versus, you know, the, uh, the road pinstripes, right. That look like pajamas, have some fun, celebrate the past. Rockies aren't doing it, but the Mets did. And I think some Rockies players had a lot of fun with that as well.
1: Oh, I think so too. Should we get into some of the, the, the picks that I have curated from the weekend? I think so. Is that I what we're all oh right. So, um, one of the things I got such a kick out of. So first of all, Jose Iglesias friends with everyone. How is he just like always broing out with everyone? It's like fascinating to me. He is a friend to all.
0: Was he hitting on Mrs. Met? Is that what you're about to show us a photograph of?
1: <laughs> oh, no, okay. but I wouldn't. I wouldn't blame him because she's a baddie. <laughs> <laughs> um, Allie, can we cue up that picture of Jose Iglesias hanging out with? There he is. The my favorite man. Bobby Valentine, and he even put the eye black on for his fake mustache, just like his infamous elimination game. I love that. Did you know that that was what he used? He used eye black. It wasn't just a fake mustache lying around.
0: No, I didn't. The The video that I had, had seen, I guess, was far enough away where it looked really real. And then with this photograph again, head on over to the DNVR sports channel on YouTube. You can you can clearly see what it, what it is. But from far away, it looks, looks really good. If you're in the he upper deck, you thought that was real.
1: He did a really good job making that eye black look real in that game, where in the disguise game, the infamous disguise game. But then, yeah, Jose Iglesias also browing out with Mike Piazza, just absolutely. Incredible. Look at them, the, the best of friends, just absolute buddies.
0: Yeah, that that would have been one of the guys that he looked up. It's it's strange because like a lot of times generations like overlap just a little bit, and you kind of forget. Like Ah oh, Glacius is still playing. He's a little bit older than some guys, but he's still in that same general group. But like Piazza would have been a guy that Jose Glacius would have grown up watching, you know, from his his early teen years, maybe even you know younger than that. So that that must have been a real good kick kick out of it. You know what I mean? I, I, yeah. He enjoyed it. He enjoyed it. And appreciated you it.
1: Can, you can tell. You can see it in his eyes. If if you're watching us on YouTube, that is. If you're not. I'm so sorry
0: well speaking of speaking of seeing things in in people's eyes this was amazing that I don't know if this is the first time I think this was the first time you had seen it so I'm I'm guessing this may have been the first time that they unveiled Mr Met he she perfect for the for the oh, Scherzer yeah, game. we gotta
1: look Mr His Met contact. is a menace He's a menace to society, but he decided. I've never seen them do this before. But they changed his eye color—one blue eye, one brown eye—so he would look genius. like Max Scherzer. Never seen That's them do this genius. before. Why did they choose this weekend? I don't know. But it's just...
0: the brown one looks normal. The brown one looks fine. The blue one, very dilated pupil. It looks very. looks strange.
1: It's very scary. It's very scary. Um, but we have another picture. I'm trying to remember what color are mr Mets eyes usually
0: that's a great question we have some pictures
1: of what he normally looks like Um, that's a a good
0: question for hardcore mets fans it's just okay so it looks like like, are they just black
1: I think they're just black eyes. Like I don't think he has an eye color like a Um, doll's eyes like yeah, they're like doll's eyes. Um, But yeah, last time I was in New York was the last time the Rockies were in New York before this. But I was trying to snap a pic with Mrs. Met. I'm wearing a Rocky shirt. Obviously, Mr. Met jumps in. First of all, was not trying to pose for a picture with him. He jumps in and uses his big stupid hand to cover up the Rockies logo for the picture. How rude. Oh, not cool. How rude. I'm like, Mr. Met, you were not even invited to this picture. I love Mrs. Met. She is, I've said this before, she's my favorite mascot.
0: My favorite part of this picture actually is the fact that you wear the same kind of shoes as the Met's mascots. That's Uh, my favorite part. That's awesome. That's dedication.
1: I really need people to stop telling me that I have big feet. It's just like really something. I didn't say size. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I didn't say size at all. I don't know. I I didn't say if they were like the double (laughs) E wide new balances. I think Mr. And Mrs. Met do that. You look like you got a normal uh, width there of a foot, but I'm
1: a tall lady. I need big feet. It's not my fault. I fantastic jeans. That's right. Um, uh, Okay. So this is another favorite moment that I saw on social media from this Met series. It seems like the whole Rockies crew had such a great time in manhattan but so freeland and peterson we know they're both from colorado they're besties look at these besties but uh freeland posted something really sweet he posted this nice picture look at them looking at each other i just like got such a kick out of this
0: (laughs) only the 10th time ever so we we had speculated on it uh last week only the 10th time ever and i think almost half of those starts have been in, have involved Kyle Freeland. Maybe it's more like four um, Freeland against Ty block Freeland against Marco Gonzalez. Uh, and now you got Freeland and Peterson. Uh, there's probably one more that I'm forgetting, but yeah, I guess that's, that's really nice that those guys were kind of able, because again, that is a moment that's not just for them. It's for the state of Colorado. It goes back to what Freeland did this off season with that amazing, you know, shadow box with 12 baseball signed by all of the, the players that had, you know, made a, an appearance in a game in 2021 that were born in the state of Colorado and were from there. And so, mm-hmm. uh, he should take a lot of pride in that. And, and, and I'm glad he's, he's enjoying moments like this,
1: you know? Yeah. And of course it adds another special layer to it because they really are very good friends in real life. And so are their wives too. So we have another picture of, uh, their wives together. So they actually sat together at the game. Uh, we see Kyle's wife, Ashley is wearing a Colorado Jersey, but she's wearing a Mets hat. And Peterson's wife is wearing a Rockies hat. So like, they are truly a team in this. And they sat together at the game. They wore each other's gear. I thought this was really sweet.
0: Love that cap swap. That's cool. I,
1: I love a good cap swap. I was surprised. Cause I feel like, I mean, I don't know Ashley very well, but she seems like she also is pretty competitive like Kyle. So I was like, oh, I'm like actually very surprised to see her wearing the other team's hat, but it was bigger than it's bigger than baseball. It was about their friendship.
0: I like that. Yeah yeah very much bigger than baseball. the uh, the former uh, so talking about things that are bigger than baseball. Willie okay. Mays is bigger than baseball. Mm-hmm. I thought that was one of the coolest things for anyone uh, who wasn't paying attention. They're having old timer's day. Uncle Steve flies all these guys out, and then total surprise, boom, we're retiring number twenty four for Willie Mays. What a classy move. What a right move to make someone. Probably uh, Anthony DeComo said, you know, they, they waited until or or maybe they didn't act quickly enough, at least the previous administration, right, the Wilpons, to actually do something and acknowledge their team's history and put up a statue of Tom Seaver. He passed away, and so they dedicated a statue to someone who, unfortunately, had been deceased. But Willie Mays, at 91 years old, I think, still alive, give him his roses now. They retire 24 and it just makes for a wonderful moment. Yeah, he only played two years with the Mets, a total of like 130 games over those two years. So not a ton, but doesn't matter. It's what he represents. And so I tip of the cap to to Uncle Steve, Stephen A. Cohen, an owner who loves recognizing the history of of his team and hears the fans and listens to the fans. Got to respect. Yeah,
1: that. rich rich Uncle Steve, who is hilariously active on Twitter sometimes. But also we were kind of, I was trying to pick a fight with him saying that Herman Marquez is the new owner of the Mets today.
0: Yeah. No one was biting on that, but I, I thought that was a good attempt. You got to go wanted, to the media oh, page. I you got to do that.
1: I wanted them to bite so bad and they didn't. It's terrible.
0: Yeah. Yeah. A lot, a lot of people were biting on uh, Matt Holliday's induction to the St. Louis Cardinals hall of fame yeah. saying, well, he's, he's one of our guys. Like he's, he- he's more of a Rocky than a Cardinal. And, I would 100% agree with that.
1: The Cardinals just love taking what is ours. That's what it comes down to.
0: Yeah, and they are also a team that loves acknowledging their their team history and celebrating it. Also
1: that. Also that.
0: Holiday goes into the Cardinals Hall of Fame, not before he goes into the Rockies Hall of Fame, but before the Rockies even have a Hall of Fame. Where are you at on that?
1: Yeah, I...
0: Where are we a, at on that, Montforts? Come on. We're
1: supposed to have one of those, right?
0: <laughs> I, I mean, yes. Uh, and then there you know, there have been press releases suggesting uh, that it was going to happen, and it still hasn't happened yet. And, hey, maybe for the 30th anniversary next year, but yeah. why didn't it happen for the 25th or the 20th or this year for the 15th anniversary of the 2007 Rocktober team? Hey, I, I could go on and on, but what do I know about what the fans want?
1: What do you know? Um, know. um oh, oh we got a comment from from Rocky C. Vinny, big cat, eY Jr. should be in the Rocks Hall of Fame. Great picks.
0: Yeah. I'm what down on said? that, man. I'm down on that. And I mean there, there's there's just such history with the Rockies that again, you go, all right, well, Willie Mays, he's a big name. He only played for two years, but it's what he represented to the franchise in their early days there in the sixties. And so there are players that did some things with the Rockies for a very short amount of time, or maybe again, weren't all stars, but they have a compelling story that you just, you might not know about it. And then when you hear about it, you go, wow, all of a sudden I'm a fan of this guy, or maybe he passed away before his time. Like a guy like Joe Kennedy. I can't you know, help but think about someone like that who had one of the best seasons as a starting pitcher in Rocky's history uh, and and died very young, unfortunately. And yet, again, no acknowledgement of him makes there's there is a what there's one statue. Susie, I know you know this, but I'm going to say it to you like I'm just saying it to you and not the one person who has the control over this. But there's one statue outside of Coors Field, and it is literally of nobody. It's just the player. Not Todd Helton, not That's Larry weird. Walker, weird to me. not Andre Scalaraga, the team's first star, not even Don Baylor, their manager, that got them through and avoided 100 losses as, as an expansion club in 1993, despite everything against them. Nope. It's just a statue of nobody. Oof. That's where we're at. It's frustrating.
1: It's, it feels very fitting. I hope I hope this isn't the Rockies' first 100-loss season.
0: No, I think, I think I hope they're we're not, I hope we're not that.
1: living in that right now.
0: Look, Hey, they're, they're on pace, right? We talked about the hunt for 69. They're on pace. I think they're going to win 90, They're going to lose 92 for them to lose eight more than that. The wheels really need to come off. Like, look, they're riding with a donut on like, let's, let's, they, they bought some, they bought a, a Lamborghini wheel, you know, from, uh, from Chicago. And unfortunately <laughs> that, uh, the KB brand of, of tire that they bought, you know, is flat unfortunately uh it's in the shop they're riding on a donut but they're not riding on rims yet when they ride on rims (laughs) we can think about 100 losses
1: that was uh, one of your best metaphors patrick
0: all right thanks
1: good job that was was well said well said
0: it's a good good uh good rant look today was a final thing here Mm -hmm. little league world series i think we had hawaii versus curacao and I think that's going on right now as we uh, do this show. But I uh, wanted to just kind of talk a little. Have, did you get a chance to watch a, a lot of the Little League World Series by any chance this year? Oh,
1: you know what? I haven't yet. Um, very unfortunate. Um, I feel like I've been busy, but.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't watch it as much this year as I wanted to. Again, sometimes there's like storylines that will pull you in. Um, that would be really compelling. It kind of wasn't there. If there was a team from New Jersey, Hey, I, maybe it would have a little more interest. If there was a team from Colorado in it, a lot more interest. I had interest in it Mm -hmm. in, uh, I don't know, maybe five, six years ago. I think North Boulder was on the precipice. I think they're in the big championship game in their region. But the crazy thing is Colorado has never had a team in the little league world series. They're one of only seven States to never get in along with Alaska, Wyoming, Kansas, North Dakota, Wisconsin, Vermont, and then District of Columbia. So that sucks.
1: That does suck. That uh, I hate that for us.
0: Because there's such good baseball here. Again, we, we acknowledge it. You had Peterson. You had Freeland. And the thing that really well, I was kind of puzzled over, so they expanded the Little League World Series this year to uh, 20 teams. No? Yeah, 20 teams. Originally it was 16, so eight in the U.S., eight international but they said we're going to do 10 teams in the US so they expand they make a mountain region and the and Colorado's not in it Colorado's not in it Who is, who is it.
1: representing the mountain region
0: Um I th- uh, Montana, Wyoming, Utah, Nevada, Utah got in this year is their first time going mm-hmm. but Colorado is stuck with the Southwest region they've been there since 2001 so they've got uh Arkansas, Mississippi, New Mexico, Oklahoma not that bad But the two teams from Texas, Texas is so big, they have an east and a west. And Louisiana, they've, in the 21 years that they've had the southwest region, those two teams, the two teams in Texas and Louisiana, have represented every single time, we got to get Colorado. Just like in baseball, Colorado might be in the wrong division. They're in the wrong region when it comes to uh, the Little League, too. So,
1: Why can't Colorado just have one nice thing? Just one in the world of baseball is that too much to ask for
0: yeah no yeah yeah no I, I agree even even before they were in a, a region with Texas they were with Northern California Southern California Hawaii which is actually a a pretty good powerhouse this was their uh their fourth. Little League uh, World Series championship game that they had been in since 2005 in Arizona, which, again, we know is is kind of a a hotbed for, uh, for amateur yeah. baseball. So hopefully soon, someday, we'll be uh, talking about the Colorado Little League World Series team. They'll get to come to Coors Field. That's one of the things that happens, right? They get to come and tour the facility, maybe run out into the ball field. Uh, with the player like starting at shortstop Ezekiel Tovar and then a young shortstop from you know Glenwood Springs or Castle Rock or something like that will run out to shortstop how fun
1: would that be that would be delightful
0: it it would be an all-time moment undeniably an all-time moment so
1: but for now it's just a hypothetical
0: that's it Little League World Series do better come on get Colorado in that mountain region please
1: please begging you
0: make a switch. All right, well, I had a good uh, metaphor today. I, you did. I, so I feel good about that. Rockies won a game.
1: I feel great about that.
0: Yeah. You got to share some great photographs with Mrs. Met. Also great.
1: I'm just, I, I share them any opportunity I can get.
0: <laughs> there you go.
1: <laughs> there she is. She's gorgeous.
0: There you go. <laughs> so you know what? I, it, I Believe it or not, I feel like we do have some momentum going into this week. Tuesday, we'll be live. Hopefully with a special guest. Definitely one of those morning shows, 10 a.m., 11 a.m. Obviously, if you follow us on Twitter, at DNVR underscore Rockies, we'll give you the lowdown on that. But we'll be live again on Tuesday on the DNVR Sports Channel on YouTube. At Patrick G Lyons is where I'm at on Twitter.
1: And I am at the Susie Hunter on all platforms.
0: Look, you know what they really say about momentum? Frankly, it's only as good as your next show. So we'll talk to you then.